just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Next Level Guy Show. Today's guest is Mike Makapinmark. Mike is a men's dating coach who teaches men how to become socially confident, have better relationships, and get the life that they've always wanted. I've been a fan of Mike's for a number of years, and he's honestly one of the nicest guys you can meet. He gives great advice, makes awesome products, and his new podcast is a must-listen to, as it can change your life. Next Level Guy Show is sponsored by many wonderful affiliates. To see the current deals and to get 10% off from a number of affiliates, simply go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. There you'll find all the latest deals and special offers. Everything that you spend there is on an affiliate link and a small percentage of each sale will be paid back to Next Level Guy to help the running of the podcasts. Thank you as always for listening. Happy shopping. Let's get to the interview. Firstly, you're an absolute star on the internet, but how would you describe yourself to someone who doesn't know who you are? So I help shy guys improve their social confidence so that they can succeed in all areas of their life. Because, you know, as you know, the ability to create new relationships and meet people very quickly is, uh, is what determines a happy and successful life. You know, it's not in life. It's not what you know, but who you know. I completely agree with that. I mean, how, and so how did you get into you know, teaching men to better their lives? Was it something you wanted to do as a kid, or is it just something that you've gradually developed with your own transformation? So it started off as my own desire to solve my own social anxiety. So the whole thing started when I moved to Canada from the Philippines, and the first few years in a brand new country was just a huge struggle for me because... I, uh, you know, number one, I didn't speak English back then. Number two, I just had really bad social anxiety, you know, and, and I found it really hard to make friends, let alone get dates. So I spent a lot of time at home, you know, watching TV, playing video games. And when I was out, I'd be the guy, you know, standing on the sidelines with my drink pressed against my chest while I watch everyone have fun. And I, 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 I was tired of missing out. So I wanted to do something about my situation back then. And, I mean, is that um, something that you see quite a lot nowadays? Is this, like, a, one of the biggest issues you face? Or, you know, is it our obsession with technology and no longer, you know, dealing socially with people? Um, what do you think is the biggest issue we as men face today? In terms of meeting people? Um, yeah, I mean, socially, for getting dates, relationships, confidence, you know, do you see like an overriding factor that causes it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, a few things. Number one, a lot of men don't know what they want and what they're looking for. And from my experience after working with hundreds of different guys, you know, like really helping them improve their social confidence, you know, whether it's making, you know, making friends getting dates, you know, a, a big thing is to, to have a clearly defined goal. Like you have to know what kind of person you'd want to connect with because everything else that you do from then on is determined by that decision, right? You know, so, you know, for example, for me, I got really clear that I want to connect with high quality, positive, you know, uh, um, driven individuals. You know, ideally, I'd love to meet other entrepreneurs. And back then, before I took the time to define that, I wasted a lot of time going to bars and nightclubs, meeting random people. And obviously, because we didn't have a lot of things in common, it was hard to build relationships with them. So one of the key things that I teach my guys is to really define the things that are important to you, you know, like, like pursue those things first and then meet people along the way. Because as you know, mutual interest is the foundation of every great relationship. And it's so much easier to connect with someone if both of you um, like the same things. Yeah. I mean, this was one of the, the main reasons I was attracted to your stuff was because it was about dealing with the person. You weren't, you know, one of these guys who said, do this routine, say this line, and the girl will come to you. You were actually about, you're the, you know, fixing the person, making the person confident and happy with themselves. Um, 
So, say somebody's just now sitting, they're feeling like an imposter, they're not enjoying their life, they're doing the same thing that all their friends are doing, they want to just be themselves. You know, how do you start that? What's your your sort of standard protocol? Is there an area of their life that you look at asking them to fix? Totally. Well, first of all, you know, thanks for the kind words. I mean, it, it, it means a lot that, you know, you've, you've been following my stuff for a number of years now. And uh, yeah, I'm really glad we can get on this call, you know, and, and talk about this. Um, so to answer your question, the first thing that I teach my guys is that the relationship you have with yourself dictates every single relationship that you have. So if you have a poor self-image, if you have negative beliefs, then it wouldn't matter you know, like all the, the lines and tactics and strategies, you know, it doesn't matter if you have the perfect approach or if you're a good storyteller or if, or, or if you have, you know, good style. If, if at the end of the day, you don't think that you're someone worth getting to know, then all your sub, subconscious communication will convey that and people will be turned off uh, eventually, right? So, so the first thing that I get guys to really look into is to identify all the limiting beliefs, that are holding them back from becoming the person that they truly want to become. So, you know, it starts with, you know, a, 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 a few common ones that I hear from a lot of guys are things like, you know, I'm not good enough or, or girls like that wouldn't go for a guy like me or they're so concerned about what other people would think of them or, you know, like they've been rejected so many times in the past that they think that, you know, people are mean and, and they don't want to, they don't want to talk to them. So really, Getting down to the the seeds, you know, like the 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 root causes of these limiting beliefs and challenging them uh, individually. Because the thing is, you know, like you, your outcome is determined by your beliefs, right? So if you don't change your beliefs first, then you're go, you're going to keep getting the same result. So that's where we start. The second thing we do is, you know, to, uh, we get a, a clear picture about the type of guy that they're working towards. Because, you know, kind of like what I said, if you don't know the kind of relationships you want to achieve, and if you don't know what the kind of person you're working towards, then everything else you do will be, uh, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't support your, it wouldn't move you forward because you don't know what you're moving towards, right? And then the third thing that we talk about would be, you know, becoming the type of person that, that people want to meet, right? So, you know, if, if you think about it, you know, I'd rather become the magnet. You know, I'd rather have people inviting me out, asking me to hang out with them, you know, like girls interested in talking to me before I make the move. And because if you present yourself as a someone worth, if you, if you present yourself as someone worth getting to know, then all your interactions become so much easier. And then the last thing that we talk about is to just go to the right places, right? Because, you know, uh, your, your environment determines how people behave, you know, like like uh, girls who go to bars and nightclubs are going to be different girls who attend personal development events. So again, you know, I'm, I'm just using my own example, but it re- again, it comes down to figuring out the type of person you want to meet, where they show up, and, and how can you put yourself in those types of environments more regularly. And is this, I mean, these kind of insecurities, um, do you believe that you already know what these insecurities are you know how can somebody find out what these you know their own feelings are and to deal with them is there a a method that you used should you just write down your biggest fears or is there something else people can do well i usually ask them what their goals are and and most guys come to me and you know they say something like I want to feel more comfortable in any social settings or I want to attract more women or I want to have more friends, you know, and and like those are very common goals with the demographic that I work with, which are, you know, professionals in their late 20s, uh, late 30s, you know, the majority of them have engineering jobs, you know, they're IT professionals, like the the, the techie people, right? I, I get a lot of those guys. And, you know, like once we're clear about what they want and what they're working towards, I ask them, you know, like, what are beliefs, what are stories that you tell yourself that's preventing you from from getting there? And that's when they start to share, you know, feelings of inadequacy. Um, A lot of them just don't have a clear plan. A lot of them just lack the experience because they were conditioned by their environment to just go to school, get good grades, get a good job, and the rest will be taken care of. Like, you wouldn't believe how many guys I talk to who tell me that story. They're like, I was told that if I focus on academic success and I have the money, then 
everything else will just be taken care of. And, you know, they come to the realization in their mid to late 20s that that's not the case. And, and you know, they have to learn a different kind of skill set in order for them to succeed socially. I think you'd have a field day with me. Uh, you know, your, your typical client sounds very much like I was even a year ago, you know. It's the thing of, if I have this, then I'm going to become happier. If I do that, I'm going to become happier. And if, you, if you're not happy in your own skin, you'll never be happy with the person you are. Um, and so do you um, recommend things like morning rituals? Do you recommend things like mantras? Or, you know, can you go into how you would deal with a client as such? Yeah, totally. So again, the the biggest thing that I focus on is guys really improving their self image. And you know, I give, uh, I you know, when I coach guys, I give them access to my online program, which kind of supplements my coaching. So the first thing that we talk about is you know get, adapting a, a a practice of meditation, right? Because a lot of guys have panic attacks, they have anxiety attacks when they're, they're at parties, they're meeting people. So the biggest thing that I teach them first is to develop the skill of quieting their mind and disassociating themselves with their thoughts. Because a lot of them, you know, they have thoughts in their heads and automatically they're so reactive, right? And what I teach them is like, you know, you, you need to understand that these thoughts in your head, they're not you, right? So you need to be able to create that space and train yourself to just observe your thoughts and pick which ones are empowering you and get rid of the ones that are not helping you out. So morning practice of meditation, a morning practice of gratitude. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, Ian, but uh, it's hard to meet people when you're negative, right? When you're complaining and you're in a bad headspace. So I get my guys to come up with things that they're thankful for every single day. And then the same thing with, you know, with the, the night routine. You know, I get them to end their day with... Uh, a practice of gratitude, and that just puts them in a really good, in a really good headspace, right? And again, you know, positivity is very attractive. It's so much easier to meet people when you're a happy, easygoing guy than you know, like you're cynical and negative, right? So that's uh, yeah, that's it. I, I like to keep things really simple: visualization, meditation, and gratitude uh, first thing in the morning and before they go to bed at night. Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, those were a couple of things that really helped me. Um, I used the Headspace app. I don't know if you've used that. Nice. I do, yeah, for sure. Um, and I used a gratitude, um, just one of these free apps, and it really helped, you know, because it stopped me being internalizing all the feelings. I mean, I suffered with depression when I was younger, and just that kind of looking out and giving thanks out rather than, you know, just me, 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 it really helped me change, and it became me more, I don't know, empathy, maybe, or something like that. I mean, do you deal with people who suffer with, like, mental illness and depression and things like that? You know, you know what, Ian? Like for me, from an ethical perspective, like I'm a coach, I'm not a therapist, right? So from an ethical perspective, I just I just don't take guys with mental illnesses because I it's not that I can't help them, but I just feel like I'd rather work with, you know, I want every single guy that I work with to become successful, you know. And for me to to um for for me to get a guy to invest in me, I, I want to make sure that I give them ten times the value of what they invested in. So for me, I, I just don't work with people with those conditions, not because I can't, but because I want to be ethical. Yeah, I mean, you've done some amazing transformations. You know, if you look at your Facebook and your Twitter and things like that, you know, I can't find a bad word about you. You know, usually there's somebody bad-mouthing somebody, you know, but I've never heard anything but success stories. Is there particular clients that you've worked with that have made remarkable transformations that you're proud of? Absolutely. I'm actually going to a client's wedding this summer who I worked with a couple of years ago. My client in Vancouver, uh, in Vancouver in the West Coast, he's engaged. I have, a, I have a, many, many, many clients. Like I say like 70 to 80% of my clients are actively dating and I've got you know um, a percentage as well who have quit their jobs and started their businesses because the skills you learn to you know attract women are going to be the same skills you learn to attract business partners and the same skills you're going to learn to travel the world and make new friends and just you know uh, experience a life of uh, of more fulfillment. Well, I first found you on Facebook. Um, I think it was just after you put a post up about your own personal transformation. 
that you had lost a lot mm-hmm. of weight. You really brought out you know the inner dude, shall we call it? Can you go into a little bit about your own transformation? You know what caused the um, the sort of benefits you you gained from doing such a thing? Yeah, so my transformation started off when I was about 16 or 17, you know, I I was a teenager, obviously dating was a big focus for me back then, and I just started getting rejected by a lot of women, you know, because back then I was overweight and I had really bad acne, and I started to pay attention to the kinds of guys that the girls that I like were going for, and then I started creating the story that if I just look more like those guys then I would start getting women. So that's when my fitness journey started. You know, I started going to the gym and eating healthier. And in a year and a half or so, I had lost, you know, 60, 70 pounds of fat. And yeah, even though I felt better about myself, women were starting to check me out. I was still socially anxious and I was still socially awkward. And that's when I kind of started diving more into, you know, figuring out this part of my life. And I, I think back then when I got started, the whole pickup industry was was the thing, you know. So I, you know, I read the game, got really involved in the the pickup community, and it's funny because when I got into that, I just had a, a gut feeling in my uh, uh, within myself that this isn't the way to go, you know. Like I just, you know, like the whole like pickup lines and routines, it just didn't resonate with me. But you know, I thought it was better than what I was doing back then, so I tried it out. You know, I did get success. I met some girls, you know, uh, uh, took some of them home and stuff. The only problem, though, was I I couldn't get them to stick around. So I'd be getting all these, you know, like uh, one night stands. But, you know, really, at the end of the day, I want a girlfriend. You know, I want a girl who I can have a great relationship with. I want, uh, you know, a good group of, of guy friends and female friends. And I felt like, learning pickup really didn't get me there you know it it taught me i think the bi- the biggest thing was it, it it taught taught me a lot of bad mindset like taking value and and always looking for sex and being so you know like um the whole like, idea of cold approach i wasted so much time walking around the mall on the streets going to the club trying to meet people and and that's and you know my life back then I uh, wasn't going for wasn't moving forward. You know, I was always out meeting people instead of really focusing on myself. And now that you know, I, when I had taken some time away and started to really figure out who I want to become, who I wanted to meet, and what kind of guy I need to become to attract those people, is when is when my strategy changed. You know, I again, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, I focus on becoming the magnet, right? You know, becoming someone that people would want to get to know. So I started, you know, uh, 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 on a more spiritual path of, of um, really showing myself compassion and self-love and treating myself like I'm someone important, you know, nurturing my relationships with my male friends and, and, and pursuing a life that excites me. And since I've done those things, I notice a huge um, uh, uh, improvement you know, in my romantic life as well. Now women, when I talk to them, they're a lot more inclined to, to talk back uh, to talk to me and and uh, you know I've had more sex the last four years than, than in my early 20s to be honest uh, we've got a very sort of similar history with like you know pickup um, first of all congratulations on the uh, the better sex life um, something I found with pickup was you know it was like you're portraying a character it wasn't the real you and since I've become myself and just amplified um it's really made the difference. So is this your principle of social confidence? Um, I know that you do a big thing about being socially confident. Can you go into how that helps and what it is and you know how can somebody start working towards being socially confident? So it's, it's just a skill, right? And if you view everything in life as a learnable skill, and if you have mastered one skill, you can basically apply the same principle to learning a new skill. So kind of like what I mentioned a few minutes ago, the first area of my life that I really mastered was my health and fitness, right? Yeah. And if you kind of break down the the mindset and the habits you need to develop to become fit, it's really no different than going from shy to social, right? So the first thing is you need to understand uh, you know, some basics and fundamentals, right? So like you know, understanding 
nutrition, basic nutrition, understanding the basic movements at the gym. And then from then on, it's just managing expectations, right? Like, you know, if you've been, if you've never been to the gym and you want to get a six pack, you know, like obviously that's not going to happen in, in a, a weekend. You know, it's about understanding that, you know, things do take time and it's about building good habits and focusing on the process and becoming socially confident is no different. So, you know, when, when I started getting fit, you know, I just focus on showing up at the gym five days a week, 45 minute workouts, doing compound movements like squat, bench and deadlifts. You know, I came home, uh, uh, ate vegetables, you know, uh, ate protein, limited my carbs, drink, drank a lot of water. And that was it, man. Like, like it's really not complicated. Like getting fit and improving your social confidence is no different. Kind of like what I mentioned earlier, figure out who you want to meet, figure out where they hang out, put yourself in those environments you know, start conversations with people, right? You know, prepare some conversation topics you want to talk about ahead of time. When you're conversing with people, focus on adding value, becoming positive. And if you feel like there's a connection, whether it's a, a, a guy friend or like a, a girl you're interested in romantically, ask for their phone number, follow up, spend more time. I mean, like, it's, that's really it, man, to be honest with you. It, there's, there's nothing sexy about it. The thing though, you know, as I've started my own business and became an entrepreneur in the same industry, I noticed that a lot of people make things more complicated because, you know, they want to, it's just marketing. It's just advertising, right? Yeah, I mean, that's just a great answer. Um, so let's take it back to the very start. So assume somebody is listening to this, sitting on their couch, they don't have a social life, they don't have any kind of sex life, dating life, etc. What would you recommend for them to get over that initial fear of, you know, fear of approaching a female, fear of rejection from being, you know, new friends or the girl in the park that you particularly fancy? Is how can we overcome this? You know, where does this sense of fear of rejection come from, and how can we just, you know, move it aside to, to get what we want in life? So the first first things first is like you need to you need to improve you need to improve the relationship you have with yourself the period right like no one wants to be friends with someone depressed right no one wants to be friends with someone who's got nothing going on in their lives right like you can't put your happiness on on other people you can't like you have to be happy on your own does that make sense like mm -hmm. like there's no tactics or strategies out there that will help you if you don't like yourself so the first thing you want to do is you know get your shit together if you if you if you're out of shape go to the gym if you if you have you know bad style dress better right like if you if you don't like who you are you know start doing more things that you enjoy like that's really it you you have to be happy on your own first okay before you start to engage other people again this kind of ties back to the first thing that i said earlier the relationship you have with yourself dictates the relationship you're going to have with other people and that's why i like you mike you just say it like it needs to be said you know there's no special like phrase or routine you just say you know if you don't like something fix it be the person that you want to be just you know improve your own life and you know be that magnet that attracts other people in um so that was something i didn't like about pickup was the the fakery part of it you know it was the being somebody you're not to attract people who aren't happy rather than just to get something from them it kind of creeped me out to be honest um so what would you recommend to somebody who they want to do it but they're dealing with social anxiety is there you know how can somebody get used to going to like bars and clubs or social events that's maybe terrifying them I say the first thing they want to do is to, you know, start with the basics and fundamentals, right? So like, you know, if if you kind of break if you break everything down into step by step, you know, like the first thing you have to master is eye contact, right? Like you need to be able to hold basic eye contact with people, and then the next thing you want to master is smiling, you know, like you want to look people in the eye, smile, right? That's so you know, first things first, master the basics, eye contact and smile. Once you're good at, and you know, you can do this while you're buying coffee, you're buying groceries, you know, you're going to work, whatever. Just again, it's, a, it's about baby steps because there's nothing more that 
build success than seeing results, right? And and you can renegotiate again. It's about renegotiating your expectations. You know, like like cut the crap, stop watching all the infield stuff on YouTube. You know, and and again, view everything like a skill, right? So you know, eye contact, smiling. You know, maintaining like basic haze and hellos, nothing wrong with that. And from then on, engaging someone into, you know, a, a few minutes of conversation. And once you're good at that, then you can add the humor. Then you can add the witty banter. Then you can add the flirting. But most guys want to get to those advanced stuff without learning the basics. It's like when guys, you know, want to do all the, you've seen those like, you've seen people do CrossFit, like they want to do Olympic lifting and all the crazy stuff that CrossFitters do when they haven't, they, they, when they, they haven't mastered the basics. Does that make sense? Like, I know it's not sexy, but that's what works, you know? And, and again, like there's so, there's only so many ways you can reinvent health and fitness and same thing with meeting people. There's only so many ways you can reinvent it, but you know, you, you can never go wrong by focusing on the principles. Yeah, so, you know, learn to crawl and then to walk and then to run rather than... Exactly. You know, in business, like, make pennies first, right? If you can make pennies, then, you know, make dollars. Once you, you can make dollars, then make... You focus on making hundreds. And once you can do hundreds, then the thousands, you know? and But most people want to hit it out of the ballpark from the very beginning. And that's why they're always disappointed. And when they're disappointed, they have this losing feeling, right? They start to, you know, uh, really... Um, uh, uh, talk to themselves negatively. They start to feel bad, and that's not a recipe for long-term success. I mean, something that Pickup introduced me to was the concept of the alpha male, um, and I kind of, you know, I just seen him as a bit of a dick and a bit of a jerk. What do you make of this concept of the alpha male? Um, is this something guys should aspire to? Do you think it's a positive thing? Is it a negative thing? Something you know that guys should forget about and just focus on being the best version of themselves? I think everyone's got their own version of what an, what an alpha male is. And I think like to have like this, you know, def, this ultimate standard of what a guy should be like, I think is, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's all relative because we're all, we all have different goals, you know, like my definition of success is different from, my client's definition of success from the other coach's definition of success. So I really think it comes down to being more intentional, right? Figure out what success looks like for you, you know, in all aspects of your life, whether it's dating, fitness, business, and, and your spiritual life. Figure out what success looks like for you and aspire to, aspire to just get there, right? So for me, you know, it's funny because I, I, I was chatting up with someone the other day and they, you know, they ask me, like, do I think I'm successful? And then if I think about what my perfect day looks like and I look up and I, and I reflect on what my life has been the last four years, I mean, damn, man, it's pretty damn close to my perfect day. So, so yeah, in my standards, I am successful. But, again, my definition of success is different than other guys' definition of success. So, it's, again, it's about being intentional, figuring out what you want, minding your own business. I think that's key. And, and don't compare yourself to what other people are doing. Like, it's your journey, not theirs. And that's absolutely brilliant advice. You know, it's the comparing yourself to other people will never work. It's like the guy that goes on Facebook and hates his life because he sees his friends having better lives but you're forgetting that you're comparing your whole life to somebody else's highlights they put on Facebook. It's totally, you know, it's not the real life. Um, so can you talk a little bit about, you know, how did you develop your confidence, your charisma? Was it just going to the gym, building up that, or did you try any sort of, you know, like workshops or, you know, was there anything else that assisted you along the way? Like, was there good books that you could recommend? Yeah, so you know, definitely yes to everything you said. So mentors, books, friends. So I, I, um, I got exposed to this quote. I forgot who said it exactly, but you know, you, you become the average of the people you surround yourself with, right? I don't know who who said that quote, um, but I, I, I heard I heard that quote at a really young age, and I knew that if I wanted to become more socially confident, I needed to be around more socially confident people. So I was really mindful of, you know, picking my friends, like quality friends at an early age. That's something that I did. I, I also hired a mentor back in 
2008. And then uh, since then, I've just gone out of my way to connect with other influencers in this space. You know, like I'm sure um, I, I, I'm not going to name drop, but I've met a lot of really amazing people. And, you know, I've got my own podcast, too, and I've interviewed a lot of really successful, socially successful people. And, you know, obviously, after the interview, we got a chance to build uh, a bit of relationships. I got to ask them questions and we just became good friends throughout the years. And, yeah, you know, I, I, I really just went out of my way to connect with people who who had what I wanted. And, and I did my best to have good relationships with them. And for books, I would say uh, – uh, one of the best books to get started with guys would be Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. So this book talks about the psychology of positive self-image. So kind of like what I said earlier on, you know, like if you, if you don't think you're someone worth getting to know, then everything else that you do will support that. But as soon as you change the way you see yourself, then your outcomes change as well. So that's, that's definitely a book that I would recommend to everyone tuned in right now to check out right away. No, that sounds good, and it's a, it's a book I've been recommended a few times. Now you oh really um, nice. You've mentioned your podcast, and I was just about to come on to that. You know, you've built up this great podcast. You've done some brilliant interviews. Do you want to just talk a little about it? You know, what, the name of the podcast. Um, how can people check it out? And can you just give a sort of general overview of what it's about? Yeah, so if you just go to my website, socialconfidencemastery.com, you know, like you'll, you can see my podcast there and everything else that I have. But basically, the whole idea of, of the podcast is, uh, again, kind of like with my mission statement, you know, it's really helping guys develop the social skills that they need to be able to make friends, get dates, and succeed professionally. Because, you know, as you, so, you know, whether you're, you're in business or you want to, you know, um, advance in your professional life or you want to get a girlfriend or you move to a new city, you want to get a date, you know, like anything that has to do with those topics, you know, meeting people, relationships, networking, connecting with influencers. You know, I, I interview other experts to share their thoughts and insights on those topics. And uh, yeah, we just have like, we just have a lot of fun. We have meaningful conversations and we, we share our uh, actionable tips to really help guys take this uh, take control of this part of their life and i mean something I, I i really noticed from your videos is that you're a very likable guy you know you're very like a sort of very warm person somebody that you want to get to know more um what do you think about things like charisma is that something that we're born with or do you think we can develop it because you mentioned before about being a bit more of a sort of a, you know a magnet person how can somebody mm -hmm. develop if they feel shy and nervous, how can somebody be that person that lights up a room and brings everybody's attention to them to build that kind of friendships? So I'm not going to take credit for this advice because, you know, I, I didn't invent this framework. I got this from a book called The Charisma Myth by Olivia Fox Cabane. And, and if people want to know more about Charisma, I, I, I highly recommend that book. But, you know, to, to borrow expertise from from Olivia, from her book. You know, so charisma is broken down into three parts, right? It's, it's presence, power, and warmth. And it's definitely a learnable skill, you know, with a few simple tweaks in your mindset, your body language, your presentation, and the way you, you, you communicate yourself. You know, anyone can exude personal magnetism. So again, you know, if you want to find out more, go read her book. But to give the listeners right now some actionable, actionable advice, uh, you know, uh, um, the first thing that you want to focus on is giving the person you're with, whoever you're with, right, your full undivided attention. Put away your phone, look them in the eye, actively listen, and really pay attention to what's going on around you, right, you know, uh, uh, while conversing with that person, and, 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 just, and just make them feel like they're the most important person in the world, you know, so presence is the most important part of charisma. The second thing, power. You know, how do you come across as someone powerful? Remember, you know, people will tend to accept whatever you project. So, for example, if you see a guy in a well-tailored suit and, and he's got a great haircut and he's put together, you know, automatically you'd assume that this guy's successful. He's, he's, he's someone worth getting to know. The same guy, if you see him wearing baggy sweatpants, he's got stains in his clothes, you know, you would automatically assume that, you know, this guy's lazy. He's a slob. His life... His life isn't going anywhere, right? So for people to say that 
you know, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. I mean, I don't know what which planet you're living on, man, but you know, we we all make assumptions very quickly, right? So it's really identify, you know, figuring out how you want people to to uh, what you want people to think of you, and portraying yourself in in uh, in such a manner, right? Because you do have influence on on what people would think of you. And then l- the last part is warmth. So again, um, it's just about being genuinely concerned and caring about other people's well-being, right? Like you can't just fake. Um, you, you know, you can't you can't fake caring about other people. Like you, genu- you need to have a genuine desire uh, to get to know people and be concerned about their well-being. So all three things combined together is what uh, a charismatic person would do. Because that was something you know that I was taught from a young age was treat everybody the same. It doesn't matter if they're a CEO to the janitor to some guy in the street. You know. You care about everybody. You treat them all with respect, um, and sadly, it's a it's a way of living that's gone out of our society. Um, so, is this something that you would get people to do? You know, to build up their charisma, build up their social skills, move away from online dating, or do you think online dating has a place for the modern man? I say, like. I, I mean, like, I'm not an absolutist, you know, like, there's no, like, one way that's right or wrong for everybody, because like what I said, everyone's different, right? Everyone's, everyone has different lifestyles, everyone has different upbringings, you know, everyone's dealt with different cards, so for me to rule out, like, one, one is better, for me to say that one is better than the other, like, that's, that's ridiculous, because everyone's so different. Like, I have a client who works out of town, he's only, uh, you know, he works in a small town, you know, he does construction, and he's only in a big city during the weekend. So of course, of course we're going to focus on online dating, right? His his situation is different. I have another client who lives downtown. Of course we're going to focus on other things because again, his situation is different and that's why coaching is so important, right? You know, a good coach wouldn't just give all their clients a cookie cutter approach the same way a doctor wouldn't recommend a, a generic medicine for for every patient who comes and see him, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always surprised me of how many people have that absolute mentality. You know, it's always the, you must follow this. You'll never succeed without doing this. And it just doesn't work. There's no, like you say, there's no exact method that's going to work for every single person because there's such a uniqueness to everybody. You know, they can't possibly get a bit of advice that works for everybody. Um, so... See somebody just now is listening. They've just got out of a bad breakup. They're feeling like shite. Um, what do you get them to do? Apart from you know, how do they sign up for your coaching? How do they sign up? Like, where should they go to check out your material? Yeah, again, just go to my website, socialconfidencemastery.com. You know, uh, make sure you download the podcast, read my blog, because I want to make, I want to make sure that you and I are a good fit, right? You know, I appeal to a specific demographic of people, you know, uh, uh, the majority of my clients are genuinely good guys, you know, they have kind hearts, they just have trouble expressing their personality in different social settings. And, you know, if, if that's, if that sounds like you, then, you know, again, check out my material. And if my message resonates with you, then yeah, go ahead, fill up an application form. And if not, that's okay too. You know, like there, there are tons of amazing coaches out there. And I just recommend that you find someone who you respect, you share the same core values, and, uh, you know, someone you can see yourself working with. So you're answering my next question already. I was going to ask you about mentors and coaches. Um, so who was your initial coach? You know, who did you look up to as a role model when you were learning this? Yeah, so the first coach that I actually hired was uh, Cam Adair. You know, he now runs a website called GameQuitters.com where he helps people overcome video, their video game addiction. But he was, he was the first guy to mentor me. And then I've had many other coaches after that. So, but he was the first guy. And what did you want to do as a child? You know, what was your ambition growing up? I just wanted to make a difference, you know, like when I was a kid, I love art, I love creating stuff, and, and I love talking to people, and, um, you know, I, I just wanted to, to, to be in a, in a profession where I get to create stuff and, and talk to people, that's why I have the business that I have now, so it's perfect for my personality. Yeah, I mean, you've made some amazing stuff, some um, 
things you've written articles and made videos that have re- have helped a lot of people and myself included um and that's why i've followed you for so many years you know you just get better and better and it's like you're listening to me without actually needing to say it you put the, you, know, <laughs> you put the stuff out that i need and i mean i can't thank you enough for everything you've done um so we're moving on to the fun part of the interview um, so we're, I want to know a bit more about yourself. You know, I know a lot about your approach to dating and coaching and stuff. So we're going to just have a sort of fast break. Just um, throw some questions out to you. Just whatever comes into your head. Um, so let's start with your favorite song. My favorite song is Just Friends by Music Soul Child. Okay, I wasn't expecting you to say that. And is that your favorite kind of band, your favorite kind of genre of music? Or what's your go-to? It- I'd say that, like, it's a feel-good song, you know, it talks about a guy liking a girl, and he's just very easygoing and very chill, and, uh, you know, it, actually, it's a, it's, the song has a great message when it comes to dating and relationships, so I really like the song. So, and um, what is the, your first book that you can remember loving as a child? Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That was, like, one of the first books that I ever read that I absolutely fell in love with. I've got a copy here, and I've gone through nice. it a few times. Um, so, your favorite podcast? That's not your own. My favorite. Well, lately I've been listening to a lot of marketing stuff. So, so I would say my favorite podcast would be Perpetual Traffic by Digital Marketer. Ah, it's a very good choice. Um, so, what is a guilty pleasure that you can admit to? I love listening to Korean pop music. <laughs> Ah, K-pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there Big a, a particular band or one yeah, that you Big Bang. Big Bang. I'm, bi- I'm a big fan of them. Fair play, fair play. You know, um, so what was the first song that you can remember loving when you know when you were growing up, or what's your favorite gym song, or you know, what's your? Is there a song that got you into music as such? For me, I think the early, the earliest. The earliest one that I, I mean, I, I was a fan of the Backstreet Boys when I was younger. So, uh, As Long As You Love Me by, by the Backstreet Boys, that's probably like one of the earlier songs that I really liked when I was a kid. You know, the thing, you find out quite a few things about people when you speak to them. Um, so say you had all the money in the world, but you, you still had some kind of job. What would you want to do? Would you do the same thing or is there something else you'd like to do? I would do the exact same thing. Good choice. Um, and f- can you name the biggest regret you've had in your life so far? Not asking for help sooner. And how? D- what did the the regret teach you? You know, how did it motivate you for life? Don't waste time because you can't make more of it. Um, so, a bit of a morbid question, but what do you wish people would say at your funeral? Here was a man who lived life to the fullest. Um, and what would you attribute your your success to? You know, you've done some amazing things. You've got a established name in the online world. What things do you do in a day that you think helps you build up that success? I say just a daily practice of gratitude. Like I just, I just always count my blessings and and resilient and consistency. Like regardless of how much money I make every single month, I have the same schedule. I wake up at the same time, I go to bed at the same time, I do the same thing day in and day out, regardless of the results. That's why they, they always the, the, the results always happen because I I always show up and do the work. And for um. Sorry, I'm just going to make a question, but I've just realized we kind of covered it. Um, so what's an unusual fact about yourself that few people know that would you know blow people away if they knew it? I used to speak Arabic because I lived in Saudi Arabia. Ah, when did you move back over? I lived there when I was from like 10 to 16, and I had to learn how to speak Arabic when I lived there. And how did that shape your views on things like dating and relationships and things like that? Well, there was no such thing as dating in the Middle East. Like, everything's prearranged. So the the whole concept of dating was so foreign to me, and I didn't learn how to date until I was like, well, properly until like 21. 
And do you still get clients that are coming out of those kind of cultures and looking to start dating? You know, how do yeah. how do they adapt to the sort of I hate to say the modern world, but you know, this kind of horrible culture of <laughs> one night stands sure. we have. I mean, yeah, I get a lot of I get a lot of guys who just got out of a divorce who wants to start off on the right foot. I get a lot of guys. I get a lot of immigrants. I get a lot of those guys. I get a lot of guys who um, are virgins. You know, I've wor- I worked with a guy who was 35, never had a girlfriend in his life. So I work with those kind of guys too. And what is out of all the content you've made and you've done some amazing things? What are you most proud of? You know, what three things would you get somebody listening to go and check out straight away? Definitely my podcast. You know, I've definitely interviewed some amazing people on that show. And then uh, my book on Amazon. I'm actually like publishing. I'm, I'm really loving uh, writing books. So that's going to be like a thing for me this year. So, uh, you know, my book on Amazon, definitely check that out. And I would say... I would say um, all the other interviews I've been a part of, like this one, you know, um, I feel like, you know, you know, uh, you're such a good host, Ian. You ask really good questions, and I feel like you're bringing out parts of me that uh, you're bringing out, you're bringing out a side of me through this conversation that uh, you know an average person wouldn't normally see. Thank you, I appreciate. That. I thought I was waffling quite a lot. I mean, I find it strange to actually speak to you, you know, because. It's like you should never interview your heroes because you because uh, you worry you'll make a fool of yourself, you know. <laughs> um, so, well, this, um, what's a superpower that you wish you could have? I would. I mean, I really connect with Wolverine because what I like about Wolverine is you know he still feels a lot of pain, but he just does it anyway, right? I mean, he heals. He heals very quickly. So I love that about him. I wish I had that when I was growing up. You know, the yeah. rejection would yeah. be a lot easier. Resilience. Uh huh. And what kind of movies do you watch? You know what? I, I watch a lot of documentary. So like uh, a, a recent one that I um, that I really enjoyed was a documentary called The Minimalism. It's on Netflix. It's about living a more intentional life. So I really like that one. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I can't remember the exact quote, but the things that you own end up owning you, you know. Yeah, or or love people and use things because the opposite never works. I love that quote from them too. That's a great quote. Um, so one of the things I used to look at in the on the website was I used to look at people in movies or the entertainment world and use them as role models and explain how they did great things and how you could use it in your own life. Who did you look up to? You know, is there people in films or people from the entertainment world that, like, like Wolverine, that inspires you, or you would recommend as great role models for guys to emulate towards? You know what? I've always loved Will Smith's character on the movie Hitch. Like, that's a movie that I just connected with. It was so positive and delightful, and. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like that movie. I think that's a, you know, the, the whole industry is portrayed. Well, the majority of coaches that I know, at least, you know, that that movie portrays the 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 love and social and and coaching space really well. Well, we're coming close to the end, so I've I can't thank you enough for do, taking the time out to do this. Um, so we're coming up to the big questions. If you had to give a bit of advice just now to everybody listening to all of mankind what would you say to them i would say treat yourself like you're someone important because in a lot of ways you are you know and and make yourself uh, a priority because kind of like what i said multiple times i know i sound like a broken record you know the relationship you have with yourself dictates the relationship you're going to have with other people so really treat yourself like someone who matters to you Um, and I've noticed that you're um, currently writing your latest book. Can you mm-hmm. go into that a little bit? You know, when can we expect it? What's it about? Um, how can people get copies of it, like advanced copies, etc.? Yeah, so, um, I mean, it's going to come out this month. You know, I just got to figure out the exact date, but it's called The Social Life Upgrade. 
Uh, it's a, a shy guy's guide to more confidence, more dates, and more friends. So it's a it's a summary of everything that I've taught my clients so far. So yeah, it's been it's been a, a delight writing the book because you know I really had to think back and reflect of you know like the last you know five plus years that I've been doing this and uh, yeah I put everything that I've learned in the short actionable concise books and I think one of the things that my clients love about my t- my coaching is that. I like to simplify everything. You know, if we can do, instead of doing 10 things, if you can do it in five, we do it in five. If you can do five things in three steps, we do it in three steps. So I, I want to make sure that all my books are, are fluff free, right? They're actionable and, uh, you know, like it, you, you can read it in one sitting. So yeah, it's going to be an easy read for people that'll give them actionable advice to take their social life to the next level. Oh, I like it. And how can somebody keep in touch with you? You know, can you go into your social media? Um, can you just give some examples of your books, etc.? You know, how can some if people want to find out more about you, what should they do right now? Well, my name is hard to spell. It's Mike Macapinlack. But so just go to my website, socialconfidencemastery.com, and uh, you know they can find all the links to my books, my courses, my podcasts, my YouTube channel, my LinkedIn, my Twitter, my Facebook page. Like everything's there. Um, well, the floor is open to you, Mike. If there's anything that you want to say, um, you know about your coaching, about your books, anything you'd like to say to anybody listening right now. Yeah, I, all I can say is, you know, if you if you feel like um, you relate to my story and and you need help and uh, with regards to improving your social confidence, when it comes to meeting more friends, you know, uh, getting quality dates and and having a better relationship with yourself, then and if that's something that sounds good to you, uh, fill up an application form. Let's connect again. Go to my website, socialconfidencemastery.com, and all the information should be there. And Ian, you you've been such a great host. You asked really good questions, and uh, I appreciate your support throughout the years, and uh, it's been a treat being on your show. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, Mike. I really appreciate it. I'm loving the podcast. I can't get enough of your stuff. You've helped me through some difficult times. You know, you've been an inspiration to me, and you're somebody I look up to as a role model as well. So thank you very much for everything that you do. Um, that's it, and I uh, just can't thank you enough. So um, it's been an absolute pleasure to chance to speak to you, and um, I'll be in touch shortly. First of many, man, for sure. That's brilliant. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate your time. Take care. Bye. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.